Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. I'm super happy you're here. We're going to continue this week um, and, you know, this whole month really on, you know, how your inner child is sabotaging your life, affecting your life through your reactions, um, your behaviors, you know, that are all coming from, uh, you know, the reaction comes based on an emotion you're feeling, based on the automatic negative thought that's coming from the ego that's protecting the belief system that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not, all these other crappy things it tells you, right? So how we get to this point is, um, you know, in the uh, last podcast, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend we talk about the neglected inner child. Um, and you're going to see some overlaps in in um, a lot of these um, uh, pathogenic um, attitudes that our parents, you know, show towards us that create these hurt inner children, right? So, um, and what you have to remember is you can have pieces of a little bit of all of them, right? So the neglected inner child, um, please go listen to if you haven't, right? So one of my things was a big neglect because my mother died when I was three. Well, she didn't purposely <laughs> neglect me. Um, she didn't kill herself, you know, which by the way, that is very serious when children are dealing with parental suicide. That is a wound that is so deep. Um, but anyways, the, but the neglected and the rejected kind of go hand in hand. Here's the, a big difference though. The rejected, um, so I, was ne- I felt neglected, but I was also felt rejected by my dad. Right, so there's a big overlap here, and that when you have big overlaps in between these pathogenic attitudes from parents or you know um, or caregivers and, and and peers, classmates, that is when your attachment style is the more um, overlapping patterns that you find yourself in with. Um, with attached with um, you know the inner child, the more inner, hurt inner children you have, the more you will, um, the more extreme you will be in your attachment styles. Does that make sense? So I want you to just think about that for a minute. So, for me, you know, having the neglected and the rejected inner child, huge abandonment issues, right? So that meant. I, I mean, for me, I became severely codependent <clears throat> in a way that still brings up shame to me sometimes, very rarely, because I understand it, obviously, and I've healed it, but sometimes I can't even believe that that was me. Now, for others, I can bring up severe dismissive avoidance, right? Detaching. For others, fearful avoidant. You know, that's the thing is you can't really say that every person from this background is going to end up with this attachment style. It's hard to say that because we can, one, two people, three people being raised in the same home can end up with three different, two different attachment styles. And that's the truth. Really the one, you know, the, um, the one that is very clear is, you know, I'm not going to do a whole thing on it, but, you know, the studies have been done on if you were raised in orphanages and, and things like that with no human contact. But we're not going into that. That's just a whole other trauma that I can't, I do not work with. It's just, it's, you need intense, I mean, I know my limits, right? Because I'm here to help people, not to say I can help everyone. And severe, severe 
neglect like that. Uh, no, no, not in my wheelhouse. But this is in my wheelhouse. So let's talk about the, um, you know, the the um, the, re the rejected inner child today. You know, and again, go back and listen to the rejected if you didn't. I mean, the neglected if you didn't hear it. We're we're talking about the um, neglected. So the neglected is really obviously. I'm sorry, the rejected is obviously you feel rejected, right? And so what happens is um, it's, it's, it's a parental attitude that denies that the child has any, you know, there's no acceptance, right? It's like you're treated as an unacceptable, um, unwanted burden. You're a burden. So think of if you felt like a burden, you're a nuisance. Okay, so... <laughs> There is nothing subtle or shy about rejection. You literally just feel unwanted. So think about that. So how do you know if you're dealing with somebody who's rejected in their child? Well, people who have been rejected in childhood tend to easily hurt. And then they can be um, become very bitter and very hostile. Um, they're also very... Um, uh, weary suspicious of any any you know people being friendly to them any friendly overtures made to them you know um because they're they're unable to overcome that deeply embedded feeling of that inner child of the past that they're unwanted so they feel that anybody that's being nice to them friendly to them friendly overtures is basically saying i'm tricking you i'm gonna trick you so what does that mean again lack of trust i don't trust you i do not trust you and so God forbid, what's, you know, when I'm working with my clients, I explain to them that, you know, one of the ways we change this, our belief system is, you know, obviously through affirmations, by the way, which I love, but the affirmations alone don't work. But another way is, you know, you got to prove to yourself, you know, that you aren't who you, who your childhood said you are now. So let's say one of your beliefs is I can't trust people. I don't trust people. And you decide to put your trust in somebody and they betray your trust. Oh, God. That's the worst. That's the hardest for me because then it's just proving to the subconscious mind that you're right. You, we can't trust people. It's a big hurdle for, um, you know, rejected inner children to get over. So now what's interesting, though, is you're going to find yourself, you know, these people, they, they get into situations where guess what? They're demanding rejection by others. Why? Because it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a reject. I am a reject. So, you know, you know what, what, you'll, what you'll see is, you know, some people will really, you know, the alcoholism and the drug addiction can see, be seen in any of these patterns, right? These, these inner child children that are wounded. But alcoholism just numbs it. It numbs the rejected feeling. It numbs the neglected feeling. You're really going to see the alcoholism, the drug addict in here. Um, because what they you, you when you're on drugs or you're drinking, you feel good. You're jovial in the company of the others, right? So you, you, you're not going to feel rejected. And it feels good. But then you wake up the next day and it's even worse. So... Um, when you have suffered from rejection as a child, what happens is you, you, you feel like you have to continue this hurtful attitude toward yourself. 
So you are, um, you're basically taking any of your personal problems and you're transferring them um, the, the, onto your relationships through the self-fulfilling prophecy of being and feeling rejected, okay? So what that means is you are going to need your very, um, when you're really, really needy, okay, what, what you're going to do is you're going to try to prove that you are not good enough. How do you do that? Oh, boy. In, in many, many ways. See, you want to be accepted, but you will, like, push, 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 push your other partner to give, 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 right? So what happens um, is that means you can't really maintain any satisfaction in your, in your life, right? In any of your relationships. Why? Because you're saying, I'm not lovable. I don't believe I'm lovable. I don't believe you really want me, right? So then you'll say, okay, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to trust you here. I'm going to, I'm going to get into this relationship and trust that who you, you know, that you do want me, even though I don't believe you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in there. And then what happens? Well, guess what? You look for any oversights, any slights, any indifferences, any disloyalty at all. And you go, yep, there it is. See? See, the truth is out. You don't love me, and you never did. So I could I could describe being in a relationship with this person as a yo-yo. Okay, up, down, up, down, up, down. Tremendous mood swings um, are very common for the rejected inner child. You know, you're basically, you, you when you're feeling deeply, deeply hurt, you will isolate yourself. And in the isolation period... Um, though that's when the, the 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 childhood wound is very much reopened, and what are you going to go through? Massive abusive self criticism. The self criticism just is insane, right? And and you know, and again, how does this work? Well, you're in some of people, some of these the rejected inner children are you know insanely attracted to guess what? People that are not going to be kind to them, who treat them with contempt. And yeah, they're not happy about it. They're deeply hurt. But yet, guess what? They cannot withdraw from it easily. Because why? One word of affection from that abusive partner means everything to them. So, whoa, what? Yeah. So there's the codependent right there. So what does a narcissist do? Love bomb. So what happens is this. They, they hang on that those love bomb phrases and wait for them. And they never hear them again. And they can't leave. Because that's all they're doing is going, oh, I just want the love and approval, the affection, the attention. You know, and, and it's just the rejection that they then are reliving as a codependent woman or man with a narcissist is the same rejection that they lived with their parents, especially if you had a narcissistic parent. You're just suffering rejection all over again. And if you throw in your neglected, abandoned self in there too, if that's part of you, holy smokes. It's impossible. The codependent is so addicted to that love, feeling of love, it's so 
hard. And, you know, what appears to be significant also to, to many is, um, you know what? It's the atmosphere of rejection. Let me just stay in this atmosphere. Why? Because this is what I'm used to. But what do they really want? So when, when somebody that, that is a codependent meets a narcissist or somebody that is an anxious avoidant, I'm, I'm sorry, anxious preoccupied and meets a dismissive avoidant, what do they want? They're void filled. They want those voids filled. Remember, a void is, an, uh, is a healthy need that was not met in ch childhood. So when they meet the dismissive avoiding or when they meet the narcissist, they go, ah, you feel really familiar right now. I'm not quite sure why you feel so familiar, but boy, do you feel familiar. And I like this feeling of familiarity. What's the familiarity? The, the, the red flags are denying. The, the familiarity is the negative and the positive characteristics of their parents, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to attach here, um, you, you can click on it in the notes. Um, one of my free downloads that I do use with my clients is called Unlock Your Secret to Love. And it's going to tell you exactly why you're choosing who you're choosing. Literally, exactly. You definitely want to download it. It's a free download. Click on the damn thing and do the, it's a, it's created, it's a six page PDF I created. And it is going to tell you exactly why you are with the person you are with. And it will blow your mind. So anyway, so you ignore the red flags because these people feel familiar to you, but in your mind, you're thinking this is the romantic part, right? This is the romantic part of the relationship, the beginning. Ah, oh, they're going to give them my, oh, they're going to give me everything that I always deserved. I'm finally going to get the love that I have loved. Well, you're not. So what happens is you're really good for a little bit, right? You're like, okay, you know, um, and so is the person you're with, right? Both of you are showing your best sides. And then at some point, you know, I don't know, sometimes it's six months in, sometimes it's a year. It's not that long. But one of you or both of you will say, okay, I've been good long enough. I have been good long enough. Come on. I want my payback. The dividends need to start rolling in, baby, baby, baby. Come on. Come on. And guess what? You're not getting the needs, the healthy needs that are now voids from a shitty childhood filled because that person is incapable of filling them. So now the power struggle starts. Then what happens? <gasps> You're in the drama triangle because one of you is the rescuer, one of the victim, and then one of you is going to become the persecutor and it's going to go around. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this works, right? So what do you do about it? You know, so, you know, obviously I got to go in. I have to all of the time. You know, I start my my work with my clients all the same way. The first three weeks are the same. And then after that, I switch it up. But it's, it's about, you know, healing the belief system. Really, there's, there's a lot of things to it. But one of the things that, um, that I have to really get... The, you know, the rejected and the neglected um, person to do is start accepting themselves. Okay, so when you're dealing with the, the um, inner rejected child of the past, self-acceptance is humongous. Because until you accept yourself, you're going to keep getting rejected. Does that make sense? Can I say it again? Self-acceptance 
acceptance. And until you accept yourself, you will continue to get rejected because you're rejecting yourself. In my inner child, um, in my inner healing community, in um, you know, each month we teach, I teach on a different theme. And the month of October back in 2021, which by the way, if you ever become a member, every month is available, but I talk a lot about self-acceptance. And a lot of these things that I have to do with my clients is not just self-acceptance. It's also, guess what? Because you don't have very much of it. It's the self-esteem, right? Building the self-esteem, which gets down to the confidence. So I have to really work on self-acceptance and self-esteem with these guys. Um, because again, you just feel rejected. So, you know, when, when, you, when you accept yourself, you stop rejecting yourself and you stop allowing others to reject you, right? And so one of the things that um, I want to say about, you know, rejection, uh, the, the people that are your parents who are rejecting you, they, they were rejected themselves. Your parents, obviously, they had most likely severe rejection as a childhood too. And when you, when your mother or father suffers from it and then they pass it on to you, if you don't heal it, you're going to pass that generational trauma on to your child. And it's just the way it is. And it keeps going and going and going. You know, and so when, and God forbid, if you really, if you have a hostile attitude towards your parents, this is why forgiveness is a big part of my work also. You don't, nobody forgives on the time, my timeline. And I make that very clear. It's on their timeline. But forgiveness is super important because if you don't forgive, you hold on to the anger and the resentment. And if you're not, you can't forgive somebody, that means you're actually not accepting yourself because you feel flawed to such a point that you refuse to forgive because you're less than. But when you realize you're whole and you have self-acceptance and self-love and self-worth and self-esteem, and you can say, I am worthy, I am confident, oh, I am, I am loved and I am lovable, I am strong, I am a worthy person. When you can say those things and mean them, you know what? You can forgive, but not until, because, you know, when you're, when you hold on to anger, it's not just about, yeah, it ruins your life, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff is true. It is 100% true. It hurts you and stuff, but you literally can't peel because again, you can't allow the things that healing can do for you to actually happen because you're still holding on to so much anger. So if you're holding on to hostility towards your parents, you're going to show that hostility towards your children. You will. I promise you, you will. In some way, I'm not saying you're going to overtly beat them or abuse them, but somehow, you know, and most likely you're rejecting them in some way too. You know, because your rejected parents, most of them were, you know what, who were actually also emotionally and physically rejected. So, you know, um, just by starting to be kinder to yourself and putting aside the hostility and rejection of who you are in your childhood, you can actually start creating um, a deep, a much 
happiness, getting rid of the misery, getting rid of the poor, you know, relationship abilities with your reactions and everything else. You know, but we have to, what do we have to do again? Overcome the rejection by accepting yourself, you know? And, and obviously it has to start in little ways, but you know, you've got to find some satisfaction in who you are. You know, every time you can see who you are for who you really are and accept who you are and, and find satisfaction in yourself just to start with. Each one of those things, and if you write them down, can become a weapon that you can use in combating your own continued rejection of yourself. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. We will continue this. Download the free Unlock Your Secret to Love. It's going to tell you why you're choosing who you're choosing. And also, I'm giving away a 14-day free trial to my membership, uh, Inner Healing Community Membership, Living Your Highest Potential. Um, you can click on the link there to get the 14-day free trial. Um, I love you. Until next time. Bye.